Hello, this is R.J. Deacon, reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Dutra Group v. Batterton, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. Argued March 25, 2019. Decided June 24, 2019. Respondent Christopher Batterton was working on a vessel owned by petitioner Dutra Group when a hatch blew open and injured his hand. Batterton sued Dutra, asserting a variety of claims, including unseaworthiness, and seeking general and punitive damages. Dutra moved to dismiss the claim for punitive damages, arguing that they are not available on claims for unseaworthiness. The district court denied Dutra's motion, and the Ninth Circuit affirmed. The Supreme Court held the decision below is reversed and remanded, and Justice Alito delivered the opinion for the court. A plaintiff may not recover punitive damages on a claim of unseaworthiness. This case is governed by Miles v. Apex Marine and Atlantic Sounding v. Townsend. Miles establishes that the court should look primarily to legislative enactments for policy guidance when exercising its inherent common law authority over maritime and admiralty cases. While recognizing that such statutory remedies may be supplemented to achieve the uniform vindication of the policies served by the relevant statutes, uh, and in Atlantic Sounding, the court allowed recovery of punitive damages, but justified that departure from statutory remedial scheme based on the established history of awarding punitive damages for certain maritime torts, including maintenance and cure. The overwhelming historical evidence suggests that punitive damages are not available for unseaworthiness claims. Neither the Rolf nor the Needleburn, on which Batterton relies, contains a relevant discussion of exemplary or punitive damages, and two other cases to which Batterton points, the City of Carlisle and the Troop, both involve maintenance and cure, not unseaworthiness claims. The lack of punitive damages in traditional maritime law cases is practically dispositive. This court cannot sanction a novel remedy here unless it is required to maintain uniformity with Congress's clearly expressed policies, particularly those in the Merchant Marine Act of 1920, the Jones Act, which codified the rights of injured mariners by incorporating the rights provided to railway workers under the Federal Employers Liability Act, FELA. Early decisions held that FELA damages were strictly compensatory. See American Railroad Corporation of PR versus Didrikson. And the Federal Court of Appeals have unanimously held that punitive damages are not available under FELA. This court's early discussions of the Jones Act followed the same practices. See Pacific SS Corporation versus Peterson. And lower courts have uniformly held that punitive damages are not available under the Jones Act. Adopting Batterton's rule would be contrary to Miles's command that the federal courts should seek to promote a uniform rule applicable to all actions for the same injury, whether under the Jones Act or under general maritime law. Batterton argues that punitive damages are justified on policy grounds or as a regulatory measure, but unseaworthiness in its current strict liability form is this court's own invention and came after the passage of the Jones Act, and a claim of unseaworthiness serves as a duplicate and substitute for a Jones Act claim. 
it would therefore exceed the court's objectives of pursuing policies found in congressional enactments and promoting uniformity between maritime statutory law and maritime common law to introduce novel remedies contradictory to those provided by Congress in similar areas. Allowing punitive damages on unseaworthiness claims would also create bizarre disparities in the law. First, due to Miles's holding, which limited recovery to compensatory damages in wrongful death actions, a mariner could make a claim for punitive damages if he was injured on board a ship, but his estate would lose the right to seek punitive damages if he died from his injuries. Second, because unseaworthiness claims run against the owner of the vessel, the owner could be liable for punitive damages while the ship's master or operator, who could be more culpable, would not be liable for such damages under the Jones Act. Finally, allowing punitive damages would place American shippers at a significant competitive disadvantage and discourage foreign-owned vessels from employing American seamen. The maritime doctrine mentioned by Batterton, which encourages special solicitude for the welfare of seamen, has its roots in the paternalistic approach taken towards mariners by the 19th century courts and has never been a commandment that maritime law must favor seamen whenever possible. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Kagan, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Ginsburg filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justices Breyer and Sotomayor joined. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com, that's R-O-A-D-S and 8-0, or on Twitter at Court Syllabus.